0: Welcome into to State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is June 8th, coming from you live from the Plex Pod studios. Make sure you vote for us, Best Local Podcast. You have till June 17th. 17th. Once, once a day, every day, vote for us, Best Local Pod, Kansas City Magazine. Check us out there. Uh, let's start with the boys in blue. Let's do it. Let's do it. I went to my first Royals game. Me too. When? Friday night. Oh, nice. How was, was it? I was there. It was awesome. Buck night, nine runs in the first inning. Like, And then you could just really enjoy yourself. Didn't even have to think about it. Didn't even have to think about it. I'll tell you more. I, that's my, what I tried this week. So I'll save some of my experience. Okay. But I'll let you talk about, because I know you want to, bring your son to the Royals game.
1: First game um, with, with James, it was tough because I had to explain to him, uh, he's nine months old, mm-hmm. and I had to explain to him. Um, why Jorge Soler wasn't in the lineup. That was a tough uh, conversation to have. You got to like have w- one of those. What are you supposed to tell your kids mm-hmm. when, you know, when, what are you supposed to tell your kids? I'm in that category now. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do I explain that since May 19th, Jorge Soler doesn't have a RBI and is batting 143 with four extra base hits? Um it's tough. It's a who's, tough conversation to have.
0: Who's having a more disappointing disappointing season, him or Mondesi? It, it,
1: probably Mondesi still, <laughs> but but like it is incredible um, how how bad Jorge Soler has been. And uh, I saw this stat too. Out of um, this was tweeted on June third, so it was tweeted, so it was like guaranteed to be real. But definitely, um, and I did not fact check it, but. Um, Good. It's pretty amazing. Out of 315 qualified players in the American League, Jorge Soler and Hunter Dozier are ranked 314th and 315th in war.
0: That's not good.
1: In war. So they're ranked uh, first and second and dead last. First and second and being the worst. They are
0: the worst players in the major leagues.
1: But, yeah. No, it was great. Great experience. Uh, One of those those thoughts where you're just like – one of those memories where you're going to be able to show pics to, to James when he gets older. got on the
0: Jumbotron. Got on the Jumbotron. That's how
1: cool is that? The the cameraman was right there. So we knew it was happening because, I mean, you take one look at James and, like, you want to put him on as big a screen as possible. And you want to show as many people as possible <laughs> mm-hmm. this kid. Um, but uh, so we knew it was coming because the the cameraman was right on us, you know, and it was it was. Unfortunately, he got on the Jumbotron during that awful. Uh, is it John Fogarty? Centerfield, well, yeah. Garth, bring Center back field. Garth Brooks' do, "Friends in do, Low Places." Do, do. That song, stinks. it stinks
0: bad, and, and, and you me, can't tell me that's more fun be. than Garth Brooks' "Friends in Low Places." So very embarrassing. That's the worst worst thing that I think. I think the fan experience has just gotten that wrong. Okay, I want it back. Okay,
1: um, but yeah, so really embarrassing for James for, to be on the jumbotron during that <laughs> song, but uh, but he got on the jumbotron. Um, So and we got we snapped a picture because we knew it was coming. So we got Mm -hmm. that good quality stuff. Got a lot of other pics. Was taking a ton of selfies out there. So I was definitely that dad rocking the Ergo baby, taking (laughs) selfies of my kid. But um, first time at the K in like you know two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. It looks great. Yeah, the new scoreboard uh, over the Hall of Fame looks incredible. And so when you're sitting and you're facing the outfield, looking out towards the outfield as opposed to like being at the Miller light thing and looking in towards the infield, it looks incredible. And Mm -hmm. Kaufman looks great. I think the fan experience is awesome. Like the, the concourses um, are filled with all kinds of different bars and, and uh, different features. It's not just like, Hey, there's where you get Miller light, Bud light Boulevard, blah, blah, blah. It's like they have a backyard beer uh, thing where it's like hams and PBR. And then they've got these self-serve checkout where you just go and you get a Twenty ounce quirk, hello, yeah, uh, and then check it out yourself, and and you just you don't have to interact with anyone, and and so, um, the the K the fan experience, it's solid, and that's another thing I want to I want to talk about. Okay, where uh, are the fans?
0: Where? Well, let me talk. I'll switch up my what I tried this week because okay. I want to talk about the K too because I did I had the different experience. I sat out in uh, left you d- field. You didn't
1: go with. Uh, a baby wife and another couple and an 18 month old and a nine month old.
0: Nope. Uh, went with five friends, well, my fiance and and four other friends and, uh, like pre-gamed drank a lot of quirks before the game, uh, came in dollar hot dogs. It was buck night. Yeah. Put down four hot dogs. Nice. Still got it. Still got it. Um, and, uh, we had, we just bought the cheapest tickets and we got in there right as, uh, the first pitch was happening and still we're able to get a table at the the Miller Light Bar out mm-hmm. in left field. Yeah. Which is such a fun experience to For just sure. sit there and watch the game, especially when you just have nosebleed, crappy seats. I just think of it as paying a cover to get into an amazing, awesome bar. That's a good point. And so we got a table, sat there, and then you can just kinda hang out, talk, watch the game on the TV. Um, I jumped up. And caught Witt. I didn't catch it. I saw Witt's home run in the first inning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And when we put up that nine spot, and then started a Let's Go Royals cheer. Had to go? Awesome. Yes. Like just that was my moment of like sports are back, life is back. You started this a Let's is, Go Royals. I started a Let's Go Royals cheer. cheer. It was and like people like got so happy they looked around were like starting the because I didn't I didn't hear a Let's Go Royals cheer going on. I was like we got to start one. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. And so that was a ton of fun. And I, I just, I can't recommend that uh, that uh, left field experience enough. Yeah. And like weekday games, you can get a, a pay for a seat uh, and actually have like a, kind of like sitting at a bar uh-huh. uh, lo- looking right over left field for like 25 bucks. Sweet. And that's what I would recommend. Yeah. A little bit of a different experience than your traditional sitting in a, a seat. Watching a game from a different angle, it's really fun. But I know that it's going
1: to be talked a lot, a lot about a lot this week, like on the on the sports talk shows. Is just like where are the where are the fans? Because mm-hmm. all we heard was like this pin up demand and people were just wanting to go to sports, and that's how I felt. And yeah, and the first weekend of uh, full capacity, it was not full capacity.
0: Yeah, not even Friday night. Yeah, and I which thought Friday was like night prime
1: weather. I thought Friday night perfect weather, Buck night, mm-hmm. it would be a sellout. I really nope. did, but. Not even close. So I guess there's enough people who are still scared to go. I guess, or people are just content with watching at home. Um, That's what worries it's a me. Big of a bummer. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a bummer to be honest with you. And I'm not going to blame anyone, right? Like everyone has their own way of watching. But like, I'm surprised that there wasn't that there wasn't a sellout crowd at at the K. And I'm a little bummed out about
0: it. Yeah, I was a little bummed out too, and that does worry me. Like, have we just? I mean, people love watching sports on TV. I know. Uh, Hopefully that that I want that to wear off. I do too. I want that to wear off. Exactly. Uh,
1: let's not say anything about the new pitcher today. Okay. Because we don't want we've had bad we've had a bad track record of jinxing the Royals like the night of we always put a bad jinx on them on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. So we're not gonna say anything about our new pitcher who Looks real sexy. Easy.
0: Okay. Stop okay. saying okay. things okay. about him. Stop saying things okay. about him. I didn't mention uh, but Who knows who we're about, talking about? Yeah, but if you want to talk about sexy Royals players, we can talk about Andrew Benatendi. Looking that guy good. is on fire. Yep. Easily, like, I mean, just just this month and a half now, long stretch that he's had. Uh, it's just like, and and the fact that Frenchie Cordero in Boston, I think just got sent down because he was so bad. Yeah. And, and they gave us Andrew Benatendi. Let's feels like it. a highway robbery. It definitely does. Um, all right. Anything else on the Royals? K looks great. Get out there. Get folks. out to the, the K, K looks incredible.
1: Like Before, it, yeah. it. Legit. Like the everything is so clean. Um, the K looks great. Can't yeah. And the,
0: the, the twenty ounce corks. All right. Twenty
1: ounce quirks. folks. Real
0: nice out there. Real nice. Um, all right. Let's move into a little openings and closings this week. That's what I'm excited about. I saw this. You Hear about this. Pizza Shuttle, coming to the crossroads, right? Yeah. Yes, this is exactly... Did you guys have it in Columbia? Was it we big? We did not. We okay. had Columbia's. Definitely big in Manhattan, and I think... And Lawrence. And Lawrence, too. So every every K-State alum is excited and worried about their waistline <laughs> at the same time.
1: Is the Pizza Shuttle the the fake pizza company in Toy Story?
0: No, that's Pizza Planet.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a shuttle to rock it as a logo right okay yeah. so pizza shuttle i do remember little, this a little from, twofer yeah from manhattan like mm-hmm. i remember going up for um to visit and it was just like a foregone conclusion that you were getting pizza shuttle that night yep um and yeah that was gumby's for us and in, and in, in columbia but uh yeah it's coming to the crossroads it's the old it's a pizza place that is taking the place of it was called art of pizza which is on like 18th in Baltimore ish area.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so like kind of West crossroads. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's opening at the end of the month or this summer sometime. Did yeah. you see? Uh,
0: I didn't see the opening date, but, uh, I saw they've already got a sign up that says like pizza shuttle coming soon. Yes. Um, so again, very excited. And my favorite part of pizza shuttle in college Mid was to late June. Uh, the, the commercial, did you ever see this? No. Okay. We, we got it. It's 30 seconds. We got to play the audio. Um, Because it was maybe the worst commercial ever made, and it's basically uh, this hot chick who like is coming in dressed as a sexy cop, like (laughs) arresting someone for selling bad pizza. You gotta check this out. It's it's incredible. Oh, got an ad for got an ad for what's the ad for? Dude, Uh, GoDaddy.com. I'll let you watch this here, Danny. Cops are busting in the room.
2: Under arrest.
0: Uh, for what? Eating bad
1: pizza. Oh my God. You have the right to a pizza maker. It's like a porno. It's for sure like trying to parody a porno of like cops walking in. It's the sequel to Big Sausage Pizza. You do. That's, that's
0: rough. Yeah. That's a very bad commercial. All the time in Manhattan. All the time. So it's like
1: two platinum blondes. Dressed in a Halloween cop outfit and uh, busting into a, an apartment with no furniture, yep. just a table, no, no decoration art on the wall. wall. Yeah, that's um, that's that's a parody of a porno. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good for you, Pizza Shuttle. All right, so, can't wait.
0: Can't wait for that to open. Um, Hopefully we get the commercials. Cream cheese, double cheese. Cream cheese, pepperoni is what I meant to say. <laughs> okay. Cream cheese, pepperoni pizza. Just the twofer. Okay. The twofer. Um yeah, you got to find a friend in when you buy two of them. It's a little cheaper. I like that. Or you just eat them both to yourself. Whatever Don't works. tell anyone. Um, all right. Also opening, we got Garth Brooks coming to Arrowhead Stadium uh, August 7th. August 7th? Mm-hmm. Garth is back. Um,
1: his 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 banner hanging in Sprint Center, the G. Yeah, uh, it's still sorry, there. T-Mobile Center. Um, it's still there, but he's going to Arrowhead this time. I mean, Arrowhead was made for Garth Brooks. Yes. Like the, uh, every Chiefs home game is basically a Garth Brooks concert. <laughs> I mean, that's it's the same exact people. So I guess maybe it's not a good business strategy because you're not gaining new customers. Mm-hmm. Like businesses, you want to gain new customers. Arrowhead is gaining exactly zero new customers by having yeah. Garth Brooks perform there because it's just the same people. But it's going to be awesome. Sorry, sorry, G-E-H-A field at, at Arrowhead Red. Stadium. Apologies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I didn't know this. Every ticket is the same price. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a Garth, is it's Garth, a Garth thing. thing.
0: It's a Garth thing. Yeah. And they go on sale at ten AM Friday, June eleventh. So Good luck. Get ready. Ticketmaster. Just try
1: to find get on someone. someone. I have a you have a better chance of going with like Patrick Mahomes than getting it. Maybe we can work some of our G E H A connections.
0: Yeah, we should. We should try to do that. Let's do it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm trying to work my P and L connections from last week, trying to get some tickets. One
1: time, I saw the CFO of the Kansas City Chiefs talk at an event, and I, uh, talked to him. That's
0: him that That's who I should have said. We talk about dream guests in this episode. Mark Donovan. Mark Donovan. I want him. We got some beef. I'm gonna grill his ass. <laughs> I'm gonna grill You him. definitely would not. I would grill them. I would grill them. Uh, yeah. So garden, August
1: seventh. Good luck. When do tickets go on sale?
0: Uh, Friday, all June eleventh, right. ten a.m. Get on Ticketmaster. It's <sighs> ten. That's ten a.m. Um, uh, Pacific time. So yep. like everyone, mm-hmm. just relax. Yeah.
1: I'll log in. I'll check if it's Central mm-hmm. time, but I'm pretty sure it's Pacific time.
0: Yeah. So that would mean
1: twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pacific yep. time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, all right. Also opening, we have Kansas City's first uh, black-owned brewery opening. Um, let's see. Vine Where, street, brewery. vine street. Yeah, that's right. So, so it, 18th and vine district.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be called vine street brewery. I think so. So, uh, Kimmet Coleman, he's the founder. Um, it is, it's Kansas city's first black owned brewery. And, um, he's kind of teasing the name a little bit. It sounds like he doesn't want to reveal it, but I, I think he's going with vine street brewery. It's not opening until next year. Um, Kimmet is a uh, jazz musician and a rapper. And, um, He's been like kind of brewing since 2013. He said he didn't really always like beer because growing up his dad only drank like domestics and like mass produced beer and mm-hmm. didn't like it Um until he tried started trying craft beer and trying beer that he made himself. So that reminds me of like shitty dad beer. Like remember when dad would drink Red Dog?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I remember Red Dog. I thought you were going to say Miller High Life.
1: In High Life. Like, but yeah. High Life isn't bad. I've had a High Life. It's not bad. It's better mm-hmm. than Miller Lite.
0: Better than an MGD?
1: A genuine draft, yeah. <laughs> but Kimmit Coleman, he's partners. Um, he's partnering with uh, Woody Bonds and Elliot Ivory. It sounds like Woody Bonds is the main brew guy. Like he is a the legit, brew master, the brew master, and um, he has been to a bunch of uh, Kansas City uh, brew beer festivals. And at beer festivals, like home brewers can set up a little mm-hmm. uh, table as well. So um, a lot of people in Kansas City and the beer scene have tried his beers before. They say he's the real deal. Um, so looking forward to another brewery opening, this time in the uh, 18th and Vine District is what it sounds like.
0: Okay, awesome. So that's our openings for this week. Closing.
1: Oh, also, we just learned in our interview that yeah. Westside Local is back.
0: Oh, yeah, Westside Local is back. So we'll, we will talk about it in our interview, mm-hmm. but Westside Local is back. Mm-hmm. So uh, reopening. Reopening. Uh, closing, Potholes, 75th Street that that beautiful baby it's all paved up you see mayor q driving it i saw mayor q driving yeah. 75th street uh-huh.
1: so 75th street in between state line and warnell uh, i don't know how cuz west east of warnell has also been an absolute war zone for yep. the past year Cones. i have not seen two years maybe yeah i don't know if if east of warnell is is done yet but between warnell and state line 75th street which was yeah i mean Baghdad had better roads. Um, Gosh. It was, it, it. it's finally repaved. It looks good. Thank goodness. Yes. Potholes are closed.
0: I know. I have never seen 75th Street look like this. No, never. Yeah, ever in the history beautiful. of 75th Street. That, and yeah, potholes are never coming back, right? Never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that is good news. Feeling you know, confident about crossing state line on 75th Street now. Um, all right. So that is what is closing this week. Next up we've got our wood we try this week this week it's brought to us by flint and field uh so flint and field was nice enough to send Danny and I a couple tees pretty sweet they got a lot uh of awesome t-shirts on their collection you probably see them in the maiden in kc stores it was started in 2015 just a couple of guys doing their own artwork from home um and then now they print and partner partner with as many local companies as possible they've even got some ball caps um, let's see. Uh and then talking to the owner, uh, they let me know they're fa- uh, talking to Brandon, who's the owner, uh basically let me know that his favorite thing about Kansas City is not necessarily like the city, but he's a big loves the people of Kansas City hey. guy. So they love to support support local business, they're local guys, uh, so we appreciate them. Uh, sending us uh, some sweet, like Shooter t-shirts. McGavin. I'll tell you, yeah. who
1: the real winner here is the people of Portland. Yeah. Every time I come back, they just keep
0: getting nicer. Yeah, yeah. So thanks to, to Brandon from Flint and Field for for hooking us up and sending these. And again, people, get your T shirts this summer from State Your Line. Check us out on social media. We'll be doing another. I like little... your shirt better than mine. I'm jealous. Okay. I like your shirt better than mine. You want to do a swap right now? A, a jersey swap? No. Okay. No. Good. Um, all right. So thanks again to Brandon from Flint and Field and wait for a giveaway this week on social media. So uh next up we've got a little well, this no, is our what this, oh, our, this, what this is trying. our what try this week. Uh go ahead. What'd you what'd you
1: try? I tried Tiki Slam. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah Tiki it is. Slam. It's Boulevard's new beer. Uh it's freaking delicious. Um I was a little weary about it because it's like tart tropical ale. Mm-hmm. I think those, are, you know, like every bowl of our beer now has like three descriptors on top of yep. the can and whatnot. Um, I'm a sour beer fan, um, but I was worried about the sour and the sweet of the tropical. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they nailed it. I it's my I, I sent a picture to uh, to you, Kevin. I was
0: like official beer of the summer. For, it's good, for Danny Ritz. So yeah, big fan of the Tiki Slam. And if you're scared of sour beers, start here. I think <laughs> you. I, I didn't think it was that tart. Okay. And like, I've definitely had more tart Oh, for sure. Beers. Yeah. This is more along the lines of fruity. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's definitely going to be tart, mm-hmm. uh, but it is fruity. It is refreshing. So don't let that sour. Oh yeah. You can chug. Don't it. let that like scare it's, it's you. A,
1: if you're like post uh,
0: mowing the lawn, yeah. you might just chug the whole thing. And again, the first time you have a sip of sour beer, it's going to bite. You're going to feel it. And then your taste buds are ready for it on your second, third, fourth sip. Mm-hmm. And it gets better with every sip. So don't give up if you don't like it the first sip keep drinking and i promise you'll like it uh especially if you like a little fruit fruity fruity beers so yeah good beer beer of the summer fruit? beer of the summer beer of the summer um all right uh this week i got to try a couple places down in the crossroads went to parlor for lunch took some Beautiful. friends uh from chicago to parlor what'd they and think I, they loved it of i thought course. it was really cool so uh if you're looking for a spot to like you know, because I was worried about taking people from out of town out on a Friday, like afternoon that early. I was like, well, I don't want to take them to like empty places. And that's what worried me. But Parlor had a nice little crowd on Friday for lunch. And I mean, the options are, are just so good. Um, unbelievable. I, I went with the ravenous uh burger top-notch i mean uh that the broccoli salad was so good from parlor or yeah from- part of the combo is this oh, broccoli nice. salad uh that's really uh, a little bit spicy uh which is absolutely delicious and then the tots and some jalapeno ranch mm. i mean it, it it's a top-notch burger i'm surprised it didn't win our uh burger bracket because it's that darn good um and then i also tried the uh surah eats um uh, I tried a, a bite from there. Did you know they make sweet potatoes into noodles? Sure. Why not? Have you ever heard of that? They make zucchini
1: into noodles. Yeah,
0: they're like... Uh, zoodles. Yeah, I know, but they they look way spoodles? more like... You they call they them spoodles? L- no, nope. they sweet look w- way more like um, noodles, I think. And, like your classic like rice noodles. Yeah. Uh, so it was the jo- Job Shea mm. uh, sweet potato glass noodles. They're even like clear. Oh, yeah. And uh, you get a little spicy pork meals. on there. Um, and Ooh. that was really good from Sura Eats. Ooh. Uh, and then bounced over to Casual Animal after that. Sup. I mean, you talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But it's I mean, sick. It's an awesome spot. And again, Friday afternoon, about like two or three o'clock, people are finishing up like business meetings and stuff there. Mm. Uh, I tried the Saison, uh, that beer they have there. Like, I didn't really know anything about a Saison beer, but then they compared it to like a Tank Seven. Um, and, uh, so this, this was a delicious beer. They're, uh, they're Awesome it. from casual animal. So nice little, nice little town time down in the East crossroads. I love it. Right I love there. it. Uh, so that's what we tried this week. Uh, interview this week. We've got Eric Huey. He, uh, is the founder of the Gen Y leaders podcast. Hwah. Hwah. We had the word why turn into a sound on us mm-hmm. in this interview, but really fun to talk to Eric about millennials and then eric turns the table on us and talks to us about our podcast too so maybe if you're a little newer to state your line and don't know the origins of it or why danny and i Mm -hmm. uh do this podcast uh this is a great interview here all right today we are joined by eric huey he is the host of the gen y leaders podcast uh eric let's start with uh hold on what? Do you want to give a little
1: intro as to what we're doing?
0: Okay, sure. <laughs> Should I just keep going? Sure, yeah. Okay, I'll Ruff, give an intro to what authentic, we're doing. I Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep See, it flowing. We, we, we don't really cut things. but uh, So we're, we're teaming up with Eric here today uh, so that uh, we can get to know a little bit about his podcast, uh, Gen Y Leaders. Um, W-H-Y. So, W-H-Y There's a little pun Important there. distinction, yeah. Very. Uh, and then Eric's, I think, got a few questions for us to talk about. Our podcast as well. So new listeners, you can learn a little bit about the guys behind State Your Line, learn about Eric behind Gen Y, and uh, you can catch this interview also on his Gen Y Leaders podcast podcast. You guys are like everywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah, pretty right?
3: much all the uh, all the major channels. JMYLeaders.com. Uh, we got a little YouTube feed going there. So you can oh, check it nice. out like, the place.
0: YouTube. Where do you listen to your podcast most? Spotify. It's so much better yeah, than Yeah, uh,
3: This is a question I had for you guys. Yeah. Maybe we can put a pin in this or we can dive deep into it already. But uh, yeah, I was curious. I know you guys promote strictly Spotify from your website. Yeah. So I, was, I, was, I, I imagine you have the same thought. I just
0: think uh, like Apple podcasts take so long to like download and to mm-hmm. skip and everything. Once I switch to Spotify, it's it's such a better platform. So if you're yeah. listening to this on Apple, <laughs> switch pause. <now. laughs> but just pause and leave Gen Y Leaders and State Your Line five stars first. Yes, of course. And then take it to Spotify. So yeah. yeah
3: uh, I, for, I
1: would always have problems on Apple where it was like it would say it was playing, mm-hmm. but then it but it wasn't actually playing and it would just it would just uh, keep going, but no volume was coming out, nothing was happening. And I would have to like restart the Apple Podcast app. And, mm-hmm. and like every and it still didn't work. So yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I switched to Spotify and I'm like, why did I not do this before?
3: I know. Yeah. yeah but, you would think for Apple being Apple and then having this brand, you know, and basically you inventing
1: <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> right. like yeah. making
3: podcasts what they are today
0: because
1: of its free platform and, and exactly. all of that. Like, I mean, essentially Apple invented podcasts
3: and, <laughs> right. and they stink. At it. Yep. Got passed up.
0: Yeah. Um. So tell us a little bit about your podcast, Gen Y Leaders. I know uh, a little bit about it, but let's tell our listeners, um, you know, why you started the podcast and, uh, what they can kind of expect from listening to the podcast. Sure.
3: Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity today to chat with you guys and do a little podcast collaboration here. So yeah, as you guys mentioned, it's uh, Gen Y leaders, kind of a double entendre, maybe a pun if you want to call it that for Mm -hmm. Gen W-H-Y. I just feel like millennials are very purpose-driven and, you know, doing things differently than the baby boomer generation. And uh, other generations, so I I felt like that was a appropriate kind of play on words, if you will. But um, really, when it came down to it, the uh, the podcast was really kind of my first entrepreneurial endeavor. I uh, always had that uh, entrepreneurial itch to to scratch, and I grew up watching my dad. He's been a self employed accountant his whole life and raised my family on it, and uh, so that's kind of where I get that spirit. But um, my my background, my education is really in broadcast media, PR, really all things marketing, com, sales, biz dev, that sort of thing. And so, you know, I really just kind of looked back at my experience and said, okay, Eric, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you know, start with your quote unquote domain experience and, and go with what you know and just kind of test your chops. And so, um, I knew that came down to, you know, interviewing, uh, mm-hmm. just having conversations conversation with people and, uh, editing audio video footage from, from my degree. And so landed on a podcast, said, just give it a shot. And then really just had to pick a top topic from there. And, uh, I've always found my, myself in leadership roles over the years and, um just kind of felt like a natural fit to do something leadership related. and so I just kind of combined some layers with leadership entrepreneurship and then being a millennial myself and uh, kind of seeing the the negative stigma that's still out there about us. I wanted to kind of prove that wrong, but then also tell the stories of fantastic uh, fantastic entrepreneurs like uh, you know stuff like you guys are doing here. I'm um, shocked
1: that that title hasn't been taken before
3: yeah, there's actually um ironically enough another kansas city podcast called the generation y podcast but it's like murder mystery kind of stuff oh uh whoa! yeah and so i just real
1: like kansas city murders and stuff um
3: i don't i haven't deep done a deep dive into it Uh, so uh, i might be for your own research but uh yeah i knew that one was taken but uh other than that i'd found a few um there's got to be a book there's Generation. you would think so right (laughs) yeah yeah, Yeah, i'm sure if you did a deep dive at barnes and noble or on uh, amazon you might come across something but uh yeah, I felt like it was fitting, and um, the more research I did, the Gen Y maybe is referenced in a couple areas, but Gen Y mm-hmm. leaders together wasn't. So I kind of landed on that and ran with it. Nice. Yeah, that yeah. was a,
1: that was a fun thing coming up with the name of the podcast, and and that's always a fun like creative journey and for sure getting through it. So so Gen Y, um, part of the reason you you named the podcast that is because millennials um, in their lives, their work. Uh, lives in their personal lives like they're trying to find their why right exactly it, yeah. that's a book or something simon, that, that's simon th- sinek he yeah, has okay. a book
3: called find or uh what's what's your why find, find your, your why, your why. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: um now why is it, it's doing that thing where it's it sounds weird it's become a,
0: <laughs> a just a sound and not a word <laughs> right. yeah, Where the, the word sounds weird but but
1: what does that mean what, what is what does that mean when millennials are trying to find their why and and why is it Why is it this generation that uh, that is focused on that?
0: Yeah. Um, Semantic satiation. (laughs) Some Ted Lasso. Have you seen that? They talk about that. I've heard great things, but I've not watched it. Semantic satiation when a word becomes a sound. Hmm. Why?
3: I get that now. Thanks, guys. You just ruined my podcast. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, just kidding. We'll we'll just start saying why. Yeah. Why? 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 (laughs) Whiskey. Um. So the question, yeah. the original yeah. question was,
1: what, what does that mean? Millennials, <laughs> sure. uh, find your why. The, sure. the guy who wrote it, that book, and, and that has been used, a lot of employers say it now, and it's, it's a pitch for recruiters talking to people who, who want people to come work at their company, um, especially related to work-life balance. Yeah. What, what does that mean, millennials trying to find their why or knowing their why?
3: Yeah, I think from the book standpoint, he, t- he talks about you know people buy – Uh, don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, you know, operating from that kind of internal compass of, you know, what's, what's bigger than work, what's bigger than money, you know, mission driven organizations, uh, corporate social responsibility, corporate philanthropy, whatever you want to call it or label it. (laughs) I think that's played a factor more and more as the millennial generation has progressed their career. Uh, To my listeners specifically, I think I just, I try to tell them to operate from their sweet spot, right? So like their, their greatest skill set but also their greatest passion and kind of combining those um and that's kind of like where you could find your why and that's how i tell people to find their why if they haven't or if they um you know uh are are seeking to better define that that's that's one way you can do it um but i think you know to dive into that a little more i think from just a generational perspective um seeing i think the generations before us a lot of them sit at desk jobs you know 20 30 40 years and then um you know, get a gold watch and a handshake after all that time and commitment is, I think that it was very eye opening to see some of that as a lot of us entered in the workplace Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, that's just not for me. I mean, maybe this for some people, but that's just not the route I wanted to go. I know there's people out there, millennials out there who um, would say the same thing, Um, especially if it doesn't work out in, uh, you know, those baby boomers or Gen Xers favor to where they serve those 20 plus years and then they get fired, you know, after Mm -hmm. 20 years of commitment. So it's like... I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket and um, let someone else dictate, you know, that portion of my life, especially as I would commit more and more to them.
0: Yeah, it's funny, some of that is still around. I remember two years anniversary, I got a, a pen. Yeah. Like to write with. And I was <laughs> like this looked cooler when I was a kid. My dad got stuff. With the- what sweet. Remember <laughs> that, yeah. something that free? really
1: ugly uh, clock that like Yeah, I was around. like,
0: wow, that's sweet. And then yeah. after like two years, I got a pin and I was like, why was this a thing? This
1: is dumb. <laughs> I don't want this. Got the swag.
2: <laughs> swag. Yeah.
1: But the, this this finding your why, it's not only for entrepreneurs, right? Like I can I can work for a big corporation and I can work for, or, or I can work for a big company that has corporate structure and I can still believe You're in what so I do. Corporate. Or f- You're so corporate. <laughs> corporate. Yeah. Yeah, so but I corporate. can still believe in, in um, what I do or or try to influence my company to want me to care more about my why, right? Oh, without yeah. a doubt.
3: Yeah, 100%. You could, uh, there's a term out there called intra- intrapreneur. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and what it refers to is being a kind of an entrepreneur within your company and championing different endeavors, different missions mm-hmm. um, that you might be personally you know, passionate about or that you might find a... Collective group of people of colleagues that are all passionate about one thing and, and kind of lead that through.
1: And so, your podcast, you're interviewing mostly entrepreneurs in Kansas City or kind of all over the country.
3: Yeah, kind of all over the all over the country. Um, started off as just kind of my circle of influence in, in Kansas City. Really kind of started broadly, and we can dive deeper into this too. But both um, people like yourself, people who have been in the workplace who are you know manager above, manager level and above, or entrepreneurs who have owned a business at least a year. Since I've started my own consulting company as well, I've kind of dove more into the entrepreneurship route and I feel like uh, niching down your show when you can as far as finding more and more of a target audience helps as well. So it's kind of like where I'm pivoting now after this Mm -hmm. 70-ish episodes that I'm at is really focusing more on entrepreneurs and helping aspiring entrepreneurs go from zero to one, and not just in Kansas City, but all over the country and even the world. I'm interviewing someone from Ireland on Thursday, so... Um, yeah, awesome. that'll be cool. I can't wait to hear the, his accent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ask him. Ask him if the Guinness in Ireland is better than the United States, because that's like <laughs> the first thing people from Ireland have to tell you. I've heard it's that like people who run marathons or triathlons they they have to bring it up. In conversation. <laughs> sure, like the oh, or if they, if you've ever been to Ireland, right? They, the Guinness at at. Uh, at the factory, so much better than anywhere mm-hmm. here in, in yeah. the United States. That'll be question number one. So yeah. You like, make thanks,
0: sure. for, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the feed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into millennials killing things. Oh, gosh. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Barnes & Noble. I was like right. Oh, sorry. Leading into yeah. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. Napkins. Napkins. I saw uh, an article. Applebee's, um, Hooters, cereal. There was even the NFL at one point. We were mm-hmm. killing the NFL. Light yogurt, that's a that was a weird one. And fabric softener. <laughs> Did you have like a favorite, like absurd like millennials are killing this, and you're just like, okay, why are we get or, or maybe why do we get blamed for all this? Sure. Stuff?
3: Yeah. Um I don't think I have one in particular. Those are all funny. But uh, I think to the latter portion of that question, I think it's probably more of like a cultural thing rather than like generation to generation it's just look looked at, maybe not even looked down upon, but kinda like um wonder almost judgmentally say like ask why somebody's doing something different than you are Mm -hmm. but i think to that point i mean from especially baby boomers to millennials i mean we have totally different life experiences and they started businesses way different times and way different infrastructure and it's way easier to start a business now and you know all those things play a factor so i think um it's just kind of like something that naturally happens again in culture that you look down against the the next generation so like for me as a millennial i'm looking down at uh, Gen Z, and like, okay, why do these people spend so much time on TikTok? Like, you really want to get in front of a camera and dance? Like, I, I get it, and it's you know entertaining, but uh, you won't find and me. You won't find course. me doing yeah, we it. We should so. get.
1: Uh, we should work on uh, put out a TikTok <laughs> just to- collaboration. <laughs> yeah,
3: collaboration TikTok to promote the podcast.
1: Uh, my favorite are the ones where it's like millennials are killing. And it's something bad.
3: Yeah. It's like
1: like, uh, DUI attorneys. Millennials are killing DUI attorneys and like divorced (laughs) attorneys because like we don't get divorced and we don't get DUIs. And it's like. Sorry we have our lives together. Yeah. Sorry we're killing the DUI industry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, that must suck. Yeah,
0: napkins too. (laughs) Why would you get napkins when you have paper towels? Uh, Yeah, can't forget
1: napkins. I use cloth napkins.
0: Good for you. Laundry, think but I use me?
1: fabric softener with the cloth napkins. I yeah, think. well, we could just blame <laughs>
0: Tide for that because fabric softener is like built into detergent now a yeah. lot
1: of times. So, and I, I feel like too, like five to seven years ago, um, I, I feel like millennials at least. So I'm right in the I'm right in the heart of the millennial, right? Yeah, Thirty two years old, born in eighty nine, um, like probably the top of the bell curve of of millennial generation. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like five or seven years ago, when we were right out of college we had this like inferiority complex and we got really mad when, when articles and media would talk down to millennials. Like when Kansas city gets ranked not first on (laughs) a barbecue list. Yeah. We got Midwest mad for sure. But I just, I don't feel that anymore. I don't feel that like inferiority complex. And probably it's because of like what you were saying, like millennials are now, you know, C suites of Mm -hmm. companies. Millennials are, 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 um, manager level and above at, at large companies. And, like when you when you read um CFOs getting hired that are like 35 and CEOs like that doesn't surprise you anymore right. and so I, I feel like the the inferiority complex that millennials had 5 10 years ago is gone and we just don't really care what <coughs> what boomers and and uh, gen x people um think about us anymore yeah. have you have you kind of <laughs> noticed that that shift
3: yeah yeah i think so um i think that comes with a lot of confidence but the big finding that I've realized or, or seen is that um, this term kind of derogatory. So I apologize to all the baby boomers out there, but it's called uh, the silver tsunami. And what that refers to is 10,000 baby boomers retiring every single day from now, well into 2030. Mm-hmm. And it's um, I think they make up like almost 25% of the workforce, uh, maybe even more. Um, but, but
1: millennials are now like 30, 40, 35, 40% of the workforce. Sure.
3: Yeah. And that, that's, that's kind of where I'm headed with this mm-hmm. is, oh, is that, um, you know, there's, um, I think less of an intimidation factor, right? So you, you kind of see the finish line or see the light in the tunnel is when you first came out of college and got the entry-level jobs. like, man, these baby boomers are going to be in these manager-level positions or C-level positions forever. Like, I'm never going to get those. But maybe if you, you know, you know bide your time and um, hang out long enough or, you know, take the correct promotions and all that, then you can get there. So I think there's uh, one, you know, the our two points kind of coincide, the fact that, you um, Yes, I don't think there's the inferiority complex anymore, but I think it's also because, as we've progressed, progressed, we build confidence in our careers and kind of see it in one generation phasing out and the opportunities that are going to be there for us. And so, with that, you know, I think there's just going to be this huge exponential growth curve from now through 2030 of millennials taking leadership positions. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, even when the millennials that that don't have aspirations to lead, I think are going to be forced to lead in some scenarios, especially those bigger corporations to lead departments or groups or initiatives, task force, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, because Gen X is such kind of like a sandwich generation, like they're smaller compared to millennials and, and baby boomers. Um, so yeah, I think there's going to be huge opportunity. And that was another reason I, I wanted to start this podcast. It's to build awareness in that and to get people ready. It's like, um, you might not have aspirations to lead, but you're going to be asked to at some point. Mm-hmm.
0: So what are those, uh, what are the like positive qualities of of these millennial leaders that you're seeing? Because I feel like a lot of times, it was probably more like five years ago, all the millennials killing everything. That was yeah. their stereotype. But now, what are you starting to see as like the the good positive traits that millennials have? Yeah, uh, that makes them good leaders.
3: Yeah, it's a big buzzword right now, but I would say empathy for sure. Okay, uh, especially yeah.
1: as we. <laughs> I took a personality test and I scored lowest in empathy and sympathy. Oh man, yeah, I can
3: help you out. I, my my highest was empathy. So okay, we'll work right. we'll work together <laughs> yeah. on that. Come together yeah. in the middle. <laughs> um, but um, sorry, I'm.
0: Oh, empathy. Empathy, Is that right? About the positive. Yeah. things um, we're seeing from these millennial leaders.
3: Yeah, um, so empathy, I think especially coming out of code. Right. I mean, we've had almost 18 months of working at home, being very isolated, um, very, very, uh, gray lines between work and life. Um, and so I think millennial millennials who take manager leadership positions, C-suite, they're going to just have to be very empathetic and understand their employees. Uh, at a very personal level and understand, okay, well, this person's sales number is dipped this week or this month. You know, why is that? Should I fire them? No, probably not. Cause you know, their grandmother just died or they lost their dog, you know, whatever these life scenarios may be. Um, and just take that into account rather than being strictly, you know, by the numbers, by the employee handbook, all these different things and, you know, really lead with empathy. empathy. And I think, a second point would be that um, kind of freedom of schedule, or I guess you could label it autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the same point, you know, when the lines are blurred between work and life, like people being autonomous at home say, okay, well, I'm not going to be in front of the computer screen eight hours a day, but I'm going to be- get my work done. And it might be in five hours. It might be in six hours, but it will all be done. And you don't have to worry about me. I'm going to do laundry or take the walk for the dog take the dog for a walk and do what i need to do um and and really kind of lead lead more of an autonomous lifestyle i feel like the the 40-hour week is such a industrial revolution thing as far as clock in clock out so i think that'll that'll change too
1: i think uh, three-day weekends i think are coming
0: i hope
3: so yeah i think a lot of companies already have i know a couple people that work at some kansas city companies that do um What's the term? 8010 or whatever they call it to uh, where you get like every other Friday off and then yeah, you in working like summer, like- summer hours
1: is a yeah, big thing where yeah. like, yeah, if you get your work done every other Friday, you can take off at noon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which, yep. yeah, that would be
0: sweet. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd take that. All right, so should we flip it? Yeah, I'm ready to flip it. Cool.
1: <laughs> put, in a, put in a sick sound effect here. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> he makes work for me to edit for sound. sure yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he's like, you know <laughs> done with the, the, podcast the time and then, commitment yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. well i think the, the softball one to start with the obvious one to start with is you know why you know why do oh. you guys why did you guys start a podcast about is that how you start all, all your podcasts? usually i ask you know what's your why and if you guys want to have that ready i mean at a personal level or you know again why why the podcast why state your line
0: um i i think for me the why was really just um Oh man, looking, looking for, um, a a constructive hobby, I think Mm -hmm. like wanting to do something really productive, uh, and like something I was proud of with, with my free time rather than, I don't know, uh, watch TV or uh, play video. Twitter, (laughs) Twitter. something, something to like put my name on and be proud of, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, um, was where I, I probably started out and that was my why. And then, I think since then now, like, what kind of keeps me going a little bit is just, you know, the relationship I have with my brother Danny. Like, I was just sitting here thinking, like, man, my endorphins are really high. It might be the coffee that I drink because I don't drink much coffee, so I'm feeling Mm. good. But I was just, like, having a bummer Monday just because it's freaking Monday, right? And now it's, like, I get to here and I'm, like, this makes my day better. This is a great start to my week. Um, And it, it really you know, it charges me kind of internally. So I think that's kind of where my why has gone
3: for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mine, mine, it's from the start. It was, it was just like, do something fun with Kevin. And, and like, <laughs> we, we really thought it would be, um, you know, we didn't care if like 50 people, 20 people listen, like we, yeah. we thought it'd be fun to produce a show and, mm-hmm. and, um, and like put in the work behind it that it takes to, to put it out. But, um, but yeah, for, I think, more than anything, it's turned into a a really cool opportunity to meet awesome people. Yeah. Like that's what I've enjoyed most out of this. And, and, um, you know, we kind of stole the, the format of this from a couple other podcasts that we like, but like having the interview and getting to meet different people has been, um, while while sometimes it can feel like annoying, um, and like there's not enough time to find someone to get on the schedule and then schedule the interview and all that stuff. Uh, I think that's what continues to drive me is just like getting to meet new people. And, and uh, again, with Kevin, like it is cool when people like your stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, w- like when you put something out and people like it and respond to it, like that's a good feeling. It yeah. makes you feel good. So mm-hmm. I think like that has definitely uh, kept, kept us going as well. Yeah,
3: positive feedback loop for sure. And oh, to, yeah. to your point, I think, uh, yeah, just being able to meet people. In Kansas City alone, you once you dive in, as you guys have, you, I feel like you you meet so many awesome people, and you realize how uh, passionate the the city is, and it just reinforces my belief and uh, reasons many, for yeah, for staying. How many here. Awesome, <laughs> cool
0: people, and uh, that there are in the city too, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: And so, one question I always ask aspiring entre- entrepreneurs, or maybe not even a question, I ask one conversation point that I have with them is, um, they always say that, oh, well, someone's already doing that, so I don't want to do it. And so, obviously, the the, the podca- podcasting space in Kansas City is pretty crowded. and mm-hmm. um, Not crowded, but there's a lot of us out there. Um, and so, as you guys took off, did that uh, – well, someone's already doing a podcast, so why should we do it? Did you have any, like, doubts that ran through your mind like that?
0: No, no. not really. Um, like, we knew there was – when we started it, like, we couldn't really find anything that was just, like, all just about Kansas City. You know, that yep. was very – um like foodie sports or like sports podcast um but nothing or we didn't feel like there's anything really that that was kind of like what we wanted to do yeah um about kansas city and and really i mean we're on social media enough i would have thought i would have stumbled upon something kind of yeah. like the show we made um but yeah we, we never really i i never really felt like um, Oh, someone's already, already doing this. So it's good. It'll, Maybe yeah. it work
2: to your benefit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I always, I always, um, I kind of felt the same way. I never yeah. felt like, um, but, but again, it's just a podcast. Like it's yeah. just a fun show. Yeah. So like if someone else is doing it, great. Right. Yeah. Uh, it never worried me that someone else might be doing it or, or like we, we, we didn't like, uh, view this a, as a competition sure. having said that vote for state your line on yeah. Kansas City magazine the best <laughs> local podcast but no we we didn't uh we never actually like viewed it as a competition yeah. or or like doing something if someone else is doing it great like Kevin and I are different and yeah. so we'll do something different and uh and so yeah we think we we have like a a unique little show and for sure that's how we like it yeah. you guys do
3: definitely i i think i like to think an ab- abundance mindset so i think there's there's space for everybody what does that mean abundance mindset that they're regardless of how many people is doing it you could you could work your way in and, and do it well mm-hmm. just as you yeah guys you kind of
0: have to think that way if you're starting a podcast yeah how many podcasts for sure are. yeah and then just like kind of the
1: uh it's, starting a podcast is kind of like a punchline. You yeah. Know, it it, shows, is. Right? it right. is. very millennial. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. That's funny. Or it's just like, you know, um, Oh, you probably have a podcast, <laughs> don't you? Like, like meeting it's a person about napkins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's about napkins and, and, uh, laundry detergent, but, but it's kind of become a punchline. So you have to be proud of like what you, what you do. Of course. And so like when people ask about it, I, I get excited about it because it is exciting. And I, I love talking about it because it's a, it's a fun thing and I enjoy doing it. So Definitely. I think you got to be kind of proud of it because it does, there is, it is like kind of a punchline a lot yep. in like sitcoms and like, <laughs> in like, um, you know, modern comedy that, that, Oh, you've got a podcast. Like how unique right. so does everyone else?
3: Yeah. I think you guys are unique in the fact of your show format. So in the research I did starting my podcast and even for some of the consulting work I do, like the research I always find is, around the, the fact or the the time length of, of a show. And it it carries varies roughly between like 40 and 60 minutes, probably closer to 40 minutes uh, on average listen time that people are willing to commit to listening before they like stop it or, or jump off. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, just looking through your feed, I don't think you have one podcast that's like under an hour, which <laughs> I think is awesome. Uh, but I was curious, like, have you got any feedback as far as like, hey, make these shorter, make these longer? And I guess before that, if you could explain like how you came up with the format as far as like kind of the two or three parts i think that's unique if you could explain that yeah uh
0: well i think i mean we came up with the format just because the other shows that are podcasts that we liked had similar formats and we were like well we you know we want to have our own voice and talk about what we want to talk about but we also want to make sure we're we're having different people on the podcast do and having guests so for sure um i think that's why we probably like yeah format. i mean
1: like part of my take was was oh, yeah. was our was our podcast it's, yeah, it's still the, the podcast number one sports to. podcast in the world so <laughs> was, it's like yep.
0: all right these guys are doing something right yep. you know
2: for sure
1: and so that that's essentially i mean we essentially just copied their format yep. right like current events at the beginning like what's happening what just happened um an interview in the middle and then more evergreen topics at the end like yep. that that's essentially exactly what they do. And yeah. and I like that show. And a lot of times, you know, I'll listen all the way through it lengthwise um, because I want to get to the end of, of whatever they're talking about. And they always have like funny stuff at the end. So it keeps me through the interview. It keeps me um, listening through the end. And so I thought I was like, oh, OK, well, that can work if, if it's the number one sports podcast in the country. Like that can mm-hmm. work for, sure. for us as well. And and theirs is, again, um they don't do anything hyper specific right mm-hmm. they're not uh, just a they're just a sports comedy podcast that they talk about all every sport yeah. and they touch on everything that's happening uh they're funny about it they don't take anything too seriously <laughs> and and that's why i like that show yeah. um and if i want to get more specific if i want to go listen like Because they suck at talking about like golf, yeah, and they suck, <laughs> they don't know anything about like soccer or or or, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, if I want to dive more deeper into those topics, then I'll listen to a golf podcast. Sure. Um, but but for just like general entertainment and and uh covering kind of everything, that's why I like that. And so, I, I figured that would work for our show, and, and we can just translate instead of sports, it's Kansas City, yeah, made yeah, it uh, work. And that's essentially what we did. And the length thing. We, we initially, our first, when we sat down and planned it, we were like, yeah, we'll probably do like 20 minute podcast. Yeah. That's what we want. And it gets difficult. (laughs) We recorded like a test episode and, and with with no interview, with no interview, (laughs) it was like an hour and 10 minutes. And that was just like a, and I I don't even know if we ever put it out, but we haven't, I haven't, but, but it was just, it was, it was no interview and it was over an hour. So we were like, well, this is going to be hard. Yeah. Um, But, but, um. But yeah, that's kind of how we came up with the show's format and the name. It was we, – we were working through um, – I had a friend who does um, like social media for like large corporations. And, yeah. and that's been her her career and so um, – and branding. And so I had her like kind of come up with like a bunch of names. And, and um, we didn't choose any of the names that she brought me, but – it kind of got us thinking about, again, pardon my take, like it's a sentence, it's a word and like state your line. Um, it's a sentence, but also a title, uh, and it has an action in it. And so, but it's a pun on, on the state line road. Sure. I can't remember which one of us said it first, but it was just like me. I did (laughs) take credit (laughs) for that. It was like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a no brainer. Um, yeah, that, that makes perfect. Yeah. I remember
0: putting our first I think our first episode we put out like in the Kansas City subreddit, Mm -hmm. which was very scary. (laughs) Like, hey, what do you guys think? Yeah. Um, And there were some people who were like, well, like podcasts should be shorter and you should be way more specific. And when we got that feedback, we were like, well, that, yeah, that might be true. But then we felt pretty confident and like, well, that's not what our show wants to be. Sure. Um, So, yeah, I think even someone was like, yeah, podcast should be like 15 minutes or ten minutes and yeah. just get very specific. We're like, well, we're not gonna do that. So. Yeah.
3: I think it would be different if you guys didn't have your different style segments, but I think the fact that they have two or I guess three even segments really to break mm-hmm. up the show, I think that keeps people engaged and like pivots it enough like in line with people's attention spans that keeps them mm-hmm. listening and engaged. It, and you guys do like awesome.
1: People skip through certain parts, like that's fine. Yeah. Like that's sure. fine with us, right? Yeah. And and sometimes I do that on on the other podcast I listen to. Like I'll skip through the interview because like I don't have any interest in that interview, but sure. but then finish the rest of the episode because that's what I want to listen to. So yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it.
3: Who has been for each of you, maybe your favorite past guest that you've already had on the show and then like a dream guest that you would love to have on the mm. show? It's a good one.
0: Um, so favorite past guest? This guy named Eric Huey, yeah, he, <laughs> he, was, yeah, he was... Shameless cool. plug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think maybe uh, John Stevens was one of my favorite. He's the CEO of Port KC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and he just knows so much about like what's going on in the city. No, I'm sure. Um, and is very passionate about the city. And and so that was just really fun to talk to him. And again, one of those connections, I was like, holy smokes. And we're sitting <laughs> here talking to the CEO of Port KC. This is awesome. Um, and we still keep in touch to this day, which is really, really cool. I think he's going to help us get a, a pool bar on the riverfront. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Definitely definite. gonna help. We're <laughs> banking on that. Um, and then like future guests, like we always have uh, like our, you know, white whale that we're hunting is sure. um, would be like to get Brittany Lynn on the podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. We've been big Brittany defenders, yeah. you know, because we've been doing this for two years. So like, Two years ago, like I feel like Brittany Lynn being Pat Mahomes' girlfriend, people in Kansas City, I don't think, were very nice to her. No. I don't think, I think everyone was very judgmental and very hard on her. Mm -hmm. Um, And then now here we are two years later, they have a kid together, and I I think she would just be fascinating to talk to because I've never heard her
3: interviewed before. oh yeah she'd have a, a lot of interesting perspective i'm sure
0: yeah so that would be really cool we like every once in a while we inch closer and like get to know somebody <laughs> yeah who, like, that's, that's one degree. Who, of yeah so we keep getting a little bit closer yeah that's a great answer I, I i always forget about john
1: because i remember leaving that interview and being like man like he could be a regular a regular guest on the show like he could host it with us oh yeah Mm -hmm. um and we gave him a a lot of crap too and and (laughs) like he speaks our language which is basically just like pure sarcasm and (laughs) and, uh and just messing with him so he was a great guest i would say um bob kendrick of the negro leagues museum like Mm -hmm. just because i just love listening to him tell Mm -hmm. stories and uh and every time he's on a boroughs broadcaster anytime he's he's telling stories it's just like I could just sit there and listen to him for sure. days. So that was a very low effort podcast because we just had to like <laughs> ask a couple of questions and then mm-hmm. he could just tell the story. So love that when you don't have to, uh, when you don't have to really think about questions and you can just like, let, let your, uh, let your guests talk. And yeah. Just flows. Right. Let them do their thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean um, yeah. Brittany Lynn is up there for sure.
3: Yeah. She'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And you guys it, had, sorry, go ahead. I was
0: going to say, cause like, People, some people would think like, "Oh, what about you should get Patrick Mahomes on your show?" And we're like, he wouldn't really say anything that yeah. you haven't heard. Yeah. And um, but Brittany Lynn, that would be sweet. I think Travis Kelsey would be a good guest as get, well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: it's a good pick.
0: Yeah, I
1: think he. I think we could get him to open up because again, we're like we're when people sit down with with us, it's different because we're not the media and we're right. not like a regular interview. And so I think we can get a little more out of people than than like. You know, Sam
3: Mellinger sitting down for like oh, an for official
1: sure. article written in the star. You yeah.
3: Know? Yeah. The guests got to, I assume, have to go in way less defensive when they're sitting down with guys like you yeah. and versus, you know, someone who's going to write the front page story of some major news outlet. Mm. Um, I was listening to a couple episodes um, as I got to know you guys more. And, and one I came across was Josh Brewster at Trezolo. And so uh, I worked briefly at Trizzolo when a uh, previous company I got acquired or I worked for got acquired by Trizzolo. Um, but Josh is a great guy. He's always super entertaining. I like that episode mm-hmm. a lot. But um, I forgot about his question. As far as the um, what four meals would you eat in a mm-hmm. day in, mm-hmm. a, in the Did all he ask City that
1: of you? When you um, were there? I
3: think so. We always used to have um, Trizola's got such a great family atmosphere culture. Um, so whenever they hire someone new, they'll do an entire staff lunch, and they, I think they call it interrogation lunch. And they'll have the new person sit in a chair at the end of the, like their little cafeteria down in their basement. And then every person in the company gets to ask the new person a question. And so I think that was Josh's always like question he had in his pocket as far as like, you know, mm-hmm. the one he would ask. And so I'm pretty sure he, he asked that of me and, and some of the teammates that I joined with. But, uh, yeah, I was curious. I forget if you guys mentioned during that episode, but would would love to get your guys' take on that as far as what would be your, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner and, and fourth meal.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. A uh, good question. I don't think we talked about it. I think we asked him, but I don't yeah, think we, we, did. we answered.
3: Um, but I started to think about
0: that as you were talking, um, <laughs> and started to get hungry. But (laughs) so I think I might actually start my day at char bar. Oh, I love the burnt ends eggs Benedict. So then I'm kind of like getting a delicious breakfast and mixing in some barbecue. Yeah. Um, with that meal. Um, let's see after that for lunch, where could I go? Um, I mean, I, I, Ooh, that's tough. Um, maybe I would go with like, um, Yeah, I don't know. A big Italian meal. There you go Uh, for lunch. Well,
2: savage. (laughs) I mean, maybe (laughs) both. Both choice
0: cotton. We'll see if it pays off. I know. (laughs) Sleep under your desk. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll do that. Uh, Maybe go to Garozo's and get like some spadini or something like that. Would be delicious. Um, And then dinner. Dinner, I'd have to go with uh, the go get some wings at the Peanut. It's wings can't and go wrong with fries. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my order. And then late night, um, man. That that's tough. I love. Uh, I mean, I feel like Joe's Pizza out of Kelly's is like my most eaten late night <laughs> meal in Kansas City, probably of all time. That's fair. <laughs> um, so I think that's what I would go fourth meal with some pizza. Good answers. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm going. Um, I'm probably going to McLean's for breakfast. i love their uh their pepper jack burrito or Mm. the fried egg sandwich um i'm going to joe's kc for lunch it's still it's still the best barbecue i mean it's cliche but like it is the best barbecue in in kansas city um i'm going to probably going to extra virgin for dinner oh i love um sitting at the bar for dinner at extra virgin and like even if so if you go for an early dinner and like a uh, happy hour a little bit. And then it turns into dinner. You can just kind of keep eating because of the small plates and their sure. bar staff. Like they're, it's so fun to sit at the bar because their bartenders and bar staff are just hilarious and, and great <laughs> people. And then, uh, and it's like a loud, fun atmosphere. It's super social; like everyone's kind of talking to each other. So I just love that that atmosphere. So you can go early dinner, regular dinner, or late dinner. Um, I used to live in the Crossroads, and so if we had stuff going on and and like we didn't have any dinner plans and it was late, we just like let's just walk to Extra Virgin, and yeah. you could just like eat a late dinner there, and again spend two hours there eating small plates and ordering them as you're hungry. Like that's my favorite type of uh, that's my favorite type of dinner. And then yeah, going to town topic for for a late night fourth meal. Um, because again, having lived down there, (laughs) I mean, there was week, there was like months where I was, you know, eight weekends in a row. (laughs) Just start Uh, a tab there. Yeah. And I was, they knew me there. Like it was great. Um, I love that place, and I haven't been in a while since I moved from the crossroads. But, uh, but yeah, town topic,
3: fourth meal for sure. Solid. Good what line about you? Folks. How are you eating your way through? Oh, man, good question. Uh, a lot of good choice out there. I like you guys for sure. Um, I think I would start at Mildred's for their breakfast burrito. I like yes. there's a lot. It's pretty the solid. steamed eggs. Yeah. Can't beat it. They cook
1: it. their eggs with the espresso mm-hmm.
3: maker. Steam them. Yeah. Is that what they do? Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was always wondering, like, man, how can I not recreate these at home? Uh huh. Yeah. You, well, <laughs> you need an espresso maker. Because yeah, okay. mm. it's just like an
1: old old espresso machine okay. that, they, that they use that they don't make coffee with it anymore and just make their eggs with
3: it. I guess I just got to start asking the right questions to find mm-hmm. these things out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Mildred's breakfast. I think I'm going to do slaps for lunch. Okay, uh, I, yeah. I love Joe's. What's uh, your,
0: do you go sandwiches at slaps or
3: sandwich? And they have the. Um, the Mike kind of Johnson. The, uh, is that it? I forget the name of it. It's the one that they, I think, mimic the Z-Man. I think uh-huh. it's called The Sandwich. The Sandwich, yes, that's yeah. it. And they, it's like the um, uh, liquid provolone Jeez, yeah. on top and yes. just adds another mm. another element to it. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go Westside Local for dinner. R.I.P. What? Really? It's closed. Oh, man. Okay, okay I guess I'm not going there. But they're
1: going to they're, they're they're try to open back up, but, okay. but it's been closed for a little bit. But yeah, man. I love that place downer. Yeah, I hope they get back Sorry, off the ground. I didn't mean that to
3: place remember. is awesome. I oh, I'm just going <laughs> to cry myself to sleep tonight. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. they uh
1: their grilled cheese that inspired us to do like now we make our own homemade like fancy grilled cheese where we uh-huh. go like, spend like $24 on cheese and <laughs> get like the farm to market <laughs> sourdough stuff. and yeah. because of their grilled cheese. Oh, it's nice. like hold on. Hold on. It says welcome back KC. No What's that? Local is currently open for okay. patio. Yeah, and inside there dining. we go. Let's hear it for this him. is great news. Let's hear it for is, him. They they have an amazing burger too. Yeah, mm. yeah. All right. Um,
3: That's and then yeah, for sure. Um, I'll be back there soon to check you guys out. Um, and then fourth, fourth meal. meal. Um, I think I'm going to do a dessert at uh pot pie. They have a bread pudding there mm. that is. I've
1: I've always been afraid to try that place. Really, it's kind of like in an odd location. It is. And I know it's popular, yeah. Um, and it ha- it's crowded for like brunch, um, on the weekends. But I've, I I don't know. It? There's an intimidation factor. I don't know. I'm just a little scared to try. it. Hey, I was it's right there Westport. with you. It's like in between, like the Sonic and then downtown. Oh, it's yeah. Like right oh yeah, right in, in no the middle there. there. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. they only
3: have gosh, they have a little bar there and then probably a dozen tables or less inside. Yeah, definitely a small area. But they do a really good job with their menu and the other bread pudding is the, the best me and my wife can find. So we're always we setting that up bread pudding what a weird thing <laughs> i know we got uh we went down to um new orleans to see the george strait concert gosh i think three three years ago now uh at the superdome there and we'd never really had a bread pudding or like enjoyed it or even tried it that much and of course being in the south like that's like the dessert that you can try and so we tried at one restaurant and i'm like dang this is pretty good and so ever since then we've just been trying it out at uh, any place that has it and so far uh Pot pies is, is top on the list here in KC. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, where can people find you um, if people are listening and want to look yeah. up the podcast? The uh,
0: yeah, anywhere you can you know, find a podcast. We're on it pretty much. And then on social media, at State Your Line, just one word, stateyourline.com. We're, awesome. we got a website Sick too. website. It is. Sick. It's good looking. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find us there. And then, um, I don't know. Kelly's on the weekend, <laughs> Peanut on Sundays, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. Town mm-hmm. Topic at
3: three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do a do a live recording at three yeah. in the morning from yeah. town Topic. Arrowhead
0: <laughs> uh, Arrowhead Stadium for sure. We Lot have G. tickets Lot G so. <laughs> and Arrowhead. There yeah, you go. Nice. Uh-huh. Exactly. So um, and then everyone can find you where the list of, and then you guys have a website, right? Are yeah, you guys the, on social media too?
3: Yep. Uh, on the all the major social platforms, not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but we're at Gen Y leaders.com g-e-n-w-h-y leaders.com and then y'all yeah, and all the major pla- uh, podcast platforms uh we'll re-emphasize uh, spotify since spotify, it's the best yes. yeah uh, listen there it seems like the numbers are easier to track from our end too but mm-hmm. uh, yeah appreciate the listens and uh, thanks for having me in today it's been awesome yeah, to yeah. catch up with you guys and tell your story too thanks for reaching out and setting this up yeah for sure good luck to you guys
0: all right thanks again to eric for joining us yeah it was a lot of fun and uh i mean I just always am fascinated by, you know, the why, why millennials are the way they are, the what mo- what motivates people. So I think you're gonna get a lot of that on his podcast. I got to listen to it. He's got some really cool people from around Kansas City yeah, that are sure. guests. Uh, so if you're looking for even just like uh, something just for fun, for personal, or just to the, I don't know, a little business development, develop sure. your skills a little bit, listen to it, and then recommend it to a colleague and you'll, you'll sound real smart.
2: Oh, that's a good move. If you
0: recommend this to a work colleague, you'll look good because Eric does a great job in these interviews. Uh-huh. Um, it's so like it's,
1: you're learning like, hey, boss, tell your, tell boss, your boss you're about listening it. to it.
0: Yeah. Maybe if your boss is a boomer, tell him to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a really fun interview with Eric and fun to talk about our show a little bit. Yeah, too. for sure. Um, all right. Uh, next up. Love talking about me. Yes, as you as do. Obviously, I just got a small Brittany Lynn post of the week because we we talked about her in the interview. Okay, just a small one. Do you know how many shoes her and Patrick have? That makes me anxious.
1: I know that. I mean, remember when they were building that? Just house?
0: The, the yeah, they did a special on it. I forgot yeah, about it. The, Adidas the, did a special. The closet on it. of shoes. Uh huh. I. I, I get anxious when I have like too many shoes and too many shoes for me is like, I have like probably 10 or so yeah. pairs of shoes uh-huh. that I've accumulated. There There's hundreds. Well, and what
1: happens to me is every time I buy a new pair of shoes, I get obsessed with them and then they're the only shoes I wear. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just wear them out really quickly I because I wear them every single this. day.
0: Yeah. I don't know how you do this. That's wild. They just have too many shoes. <laughs> that's crazy. And that's- Shiz. Really bad radio. Early internet. Yeah. Uh, shiz. Let's get some shiz. Let's get some shoes. All right. Danny, talk to me. Oh, Personal you're, missing, pine you're missing a segment up there, bud. I'm not. Hey, look, there's KC. Oh, there's your. Okay. Hey, look, there's KC. Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Leonardo. Uh, so this would have to be like a, a no brainer. If this was like a. This yeah. seems like uh like a radio station would have this question. Like, call in and guess. Which states spend the most money on fireworks? Caller, what do you got?
1: Yeah, number one, Missouri. Number two, Kansas. No surprise there. Yeah, this is like a hey, look, there's KC. Um, also, the most obvious uh, thing of all time. So yeah, um, as as summer gets here and and uh, gatherings are back, uh, fireworks are back, and they uh, Allegiant Fire, which is a um, company mm-hmm. that does uh, that helps like. Company Allegiant Fire is a company that helps other companies like get their fire policy up to code okay. and compliant and all that stuff. They did a study of the most injuries via fireworks mm-hmm. and the um, most money spent on fireworks. I like this because Missouri is by far the most money spent on fireworks. Uh, if you average it all out, it's over $11 per person. $11.71 per person on fireworks like across the entire state, the entire mm-hmm. population. That's number 1, Missouri. Number 2 is Kansas at $7.05. So, wow. So, Missouri in in first by a good comfortable yeah. lead. And if you're wondering like middle of the pack, Michigan is number 20 at less than a dollar per person. <laughs> so like Michigan is number 20 at less than a dollar per person on fireworks and That's Missouri good. Spends almost twelve dollars per person on mm-hmm. fireworks. So Missouri loves their fireworks. Doesn't, doesn't surprise anyone that lives here or is yeah. driven down to the lake of the Ozarks and just sees fireworks stand after fireworks stand. Um, but Missouri is number fourteen in firework injuries. Hey, so that's something to hang our hats. So on. we are number one. We do the most fireworks, but number fourteen in injuries. Kansas is number eight in injuries. So mm-hmm. a little a little more closer and 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 uh, and correlated there. But uh, but Missouri. Doing yeah. good things there. Ma- Massachusetts is last at right? eight cents per person. Losers. And Missouri's $11.71. Yeah. 71 cents. yeah. That's well, impressive. I-
0: I'd like to move to Massachusetts. I don't like fireworks. Uh, but uh <laughs> reminds me of our friend, uh, the representative, Chris Sanders. Remember we talked about him from Cass County? I, re- I his remember his that. favorite book was the Bible. Oh yeah, that's and right. And the last song to get stuck in his head was the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he owns uh, Powder Monkey Fireworks. That's right. Uh, yep. He's he's helping sure Powder does. Monkey Fireworks uh, is, is helping sure does get that eleven dollars per person. So that's what All I'm right. Now make. I can get mad. Now you want to get mad? Personal pine tar.
1: I always have to like prep myself for the personal pine tar with a with a little power stance here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Quick Trip (laughs) and it starts with a question every time too. (laughs) I don't know what Quick Trip did to their credit card reading machines. They tried to get, they tried to add the little, uh, the little, I don't know, three line Bluetooth chip, Mm -hmm. whatever tap tap. tap. They tried to add the tap. It doesn't work. It's not functioning at any at any pump. And now the chip thing, you have to leave your chip card in the reader. Yeah, I've been pumping gas the same way. For sixteen years, Mm -hmm. it's the the, it's it's my entire life. It's been the exact opposite. If anything, at gas stations, you have to be super fast. Yeah, like it even says, put insert card and remove as fast as humanly possible. I think it says that on most readers. Mm -hmm. And now I leave it in. And if you foul it up once, if you if you out of habit, if you do your if you do your the quick Quick insert, quick Mm -hmm. quick remove, then it takes the system like three minutes to reboot and it says like press help for cashier and then you're pressing the help for the cashier and then you just want to move to a different pump. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. It's outrageous. Figure it out, Quick Trip, because if you're going to... I love you, Quick Trip. First of all, I love you. Thank you. I love you. And this is... I'm telling you this because I love you. But if you're going to have the tap things on there, make sure they work. Yeah. And don't just freak out and reboot the system if I accidentally, out of habit of 16 years of doing the as fast as possible, remove the card, like, let me just like, uh, then insert. Like, just say reinsert and leave. Have the message board say, hey, looks like you did it. The, the little screen, how about it says, hey, looks like you did it the exact way every human being has been doing it for the last 16 yeah. years. We forgive you for the habit that you've formed. Why don't you just go ahead and put the card back in and leave it and we'll take care of this. Come in and get a free ice cream cone. If the if the message board said that, I'd be okay. But it doesn't. It just says, please help. Please wait. Press help for assistance. So figure it out, Quick Trip. Figure it figure out. Figure it out.
0: Um, I have used the tap and pay, and I really like the tap and pay. When it works, it's great. Okay. Well, I love the tap and out. pay. I love the tap and pay. Figure so it out. I think I think you just need to figure it out. <laughs> Honestly, do you have a, a tap ready card? I, I've got I've got pick a card any card. I got sixteen cards that are <laughs> tap and pay. Well. Figure it out then. <laughs> Tap and pay. Tap and go. And it's beautiful. Um, all right. Personal Pintar here. I, uh, I'm i training for a triathlon. No big deal. Wow. Not no a big deal. No big deal. Not, Not a big deal, deal at all. Don't ask uh, me about it. Exactly. Uh, shout out to Travis Hunt. He's letting me borrow his bike. Sheesh. I know. Really good nice. Friend. Really good friend. But I just thought, you know, a bike's a bike, right? I know how to shift gears. I know how to ride a bike. I can do this. However... Road bikes are a little different, little Ooh. bit different. They got the real skinny tires, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then the the shifting gears, the, it doesn't say like one, two, three, four, five, like mm. the bikes I'm used to riding. <laughs> yeah. You know, it said one, two, three, four, five on your gears. Sure. Um, and that's all you had. Uh huh. This bike's got thirty gears. Oh my gosh. So it's got three gears, three big gears on the front, a half of the oh, bike. Oh yeah. And then ten on the back side of the Holy bike. Holy moly! I get on the bike. Uh, get going And first off Shawnee Mission Park Lovely But within a half a mile I, I have to Climb Mount Everest Basically <laughs> And I don't know How to shift gears yet mm-hmm. I only know how to shift Into harder pedaling gears
1: Oh you don't know How to go down
0: I don't know how to go down into or, the uh, uh, up Into the easier okay. gears I don't know how to mm-hmm. So I You know I, I basically come to a stop As I'm trying to Pedal up this hill Have to get off my bike Look like an idiot Walk up the hill and then pull my phone out and watch a YouTube video on how to downshift. Finally figure that out after uh-huh. about a five-minute YouTube video. And then I get back on the bike, and then I notice probably after about five minutes that my music stopped. Mm-hmm. So I go to hit play again. My phone's not on my bike anymore. Fell off. Mm. So now I got to circle back around. Down find, the hill. Down the hill. Find my, find my phone. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I found it in the parking lot. And then now I've just I've lost all motivation. Yeah, I would to quit. ride a bike. I'd quit for sure. I'd go I, back down the hill, I'd mm, be done. I could have, but I didn't. Wow. Yeah, I'm that strong a, of a person. Geez. Mentally. But yeah. Riding bikes hard and it's scary to go as fast as you can on those bikes. I I'm terrified of it. I haven't ridden I'm a bike. I'm very nervous about the bike riding portion. I haven't very ridden a bike in uh I don't even know how long. I'm very like, nervous. Like I
1: haven't gone fast on a bike in
0: Yeah, it's so hilly. 10, I was probably years. going thirty miles an hour. I'd be terrified. And the and again, the tires are this big. I'd be it scared. Was, I was scared, and they're bald as hell. So I need to maybe think about some tires. It'd be nice. It would be nice. It, you know, instead of buying a thousand dollar bike,
1: <laughs> maybe just buy some tires. I'll, I'll do
0: that. I'll do that. Um, all right, but yeah, that was that was scary. And riding a bike is hard. Very yep. hard. Uh, and I look like an idiot. Um, all right, uh, mixed plate time. Here we go to wrap up you the some, episode. You got some tight shorts for
1: that? Yeah, biker Ooh. shorts
0: and tight shirt. You got the ball, Zoot like Zoot. the little booty and ball protector pads yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, some people call it a modesty protector. Modesty? Hmm. Modesty. A modesty. Like being modest? Yeah. So it hides, so you don't see the outline of your junk. Oh. Yeah, it's a little pad to hide that. Um, <laughs> it's probably smart. Hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Person. Er, plate where are we going? Mixed plate. Patio accessories. Accessorizing hmm. your patio. Patio season is is here.
1: here. It's here. It's been lit. Um. So yeah. Mixed plate of patio must haves. Patio must haves. Patio must haves.
0: Okay. Or deck. Patio deck. Outdoor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All yeah.
0: right. Uh, this is my episode here. To it's lead your things episode. off. Yeah. To lead things off. It is. Um. All right. So my meat number one. You got to have this on your patio. Uh especially this time of year now, an umbrella. You got to have a good umbrella set up. You got to angle it. You got to have one that tilts and angles. Got to have shade to provide the shade when the shade is needed. Shade, need a good umbrella. Shade is is
1: It's probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't have shade, I'm not sitting on your I'm not sitting you on your need deck. Need a, or a patio. good umbrella. Couldn't agree more. I think that is uh a good answer because it was very hard on my list all right um yeah i mean i mean side uh, meat number one for me going meat, you gotta have a grill gotta have a grill you got to have a grill out there even if you don't use it just you, a deck or a patio without a grill sitting out there it would just look weird it would be yeah. like a living room without a tv in it like you gotta have the grill it has to sit out there even if you don't use it um and but you should use it right because mm-hmm. everything tastes better
0: on a grill uh And so, yeah, you got to have a
1: grill. It's a necessity.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. That's a good pick. Meat number two here. Really in today's age with technology being where it's at, there's no reason why you can't have a TV outside on your patio. John Ritz. So, you know, you can stream out to there. You can set up a little Fire Stick, Roku. There's really no reason why all the technology exists to get a tv cheap ass tvs out on your patio yep so tv get it out there on your patio can't, can't imagine not having a tv on, on my watching on a game patio. outside really dude while working the great. grill it's with great. a
1: crisp uh crisp beer Ugh. Mm-hmm. watching the Royals game it's the best um side number okay so yeah that's a good one um side number two or meat number two for me i'm going music mm-hmm. like good speaker you speaker gotta setup. have a speaker system of some sort now I don't have a speaker system that's set up, but I have a portable, you know, battery powered, really nice Bluetooth speaker that I pull out onto the patio uh, while I'm grilling or while we're eating dinner mm-hmm. or whatever. So you got to have music of some sort out out there on the patio or else you're just going to to listen to your neighbors or cicadas are coming. I keep on hearing that cicadas are supposed to be back and bad this summer. I haven't heard a single cicada
0: yet. I haven't either. They're coming, though. Allegedly. Be ready. Um, all right. Let's see. I might get a, a little fancy here and start to upgrade mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. I would say, uh, and and this can be really next level on your patio, a wet bar. Yep. A wet bar is a pretty sweet setup to have on your patio outside. So really just, again, that bar with actually a sink in there Clutch. in a fridge and if you got an ice maker cooking out there too look mm. out Look out!
1: yeah if you have a fridge like in the built into the bar yeah. underneath or something like that man that's about as good as it gets mm-hmm. side number one for me as um being a quarter mexican being o positive i got that delicious blood mm-hmm. i got the blood that all the mosquitoes want i get i get eaten alive you got to have tiki torches you got to have citronella you got to have something out there to fight the mosquitoes or again i'm not i'm not gonna sit on your patio if you don't have something something keeping those skeeters away so bug spray it's nasty i don't i wear it but i prefer not to because then you have to shower that night yeah you want tiki. i want the tiki
0: yeah or have you ever seen like any of the advances in technology now with like those mosquito like machines and stuff give it to me yeah uh keeping the mosquitoes away that is a good one that's big um all right my let's round it out here side number two i'm going with um cushions on the on the patio furniture seats <laughs> i have that too <laughs> like that is, that takes it to the next level where like you don't need to leave the patio all day mm-hmm. so having that next step where you have patio furniture nice enough to add some cushions to really next level Agreed. next level stuff
1: yeah right now we just got the wrought iron i need some cushions yeah, I'm probably not coming, i
0: mean i'll come over there for a little bit but i can't sit all day and get you know imprints in my legs yeah that's that's fair. Side number two for me, um, I'm going. mm, There's a lot of good features out there. I'm
1: going fire pit. Yeah. Put a fire pit on your patio um, so that, you know, when it's that fall or spring, Mm -hmm. like right on the edges of of it. Or maybe, yeah, spring night and it it drops down to like 40 at night after dinner. You can still sit out there. Yeah. Get a little fire pit going. It's clutch. It makes it makes the patio uh, extends the 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 months you
0: can use the patio yes it does yeah or like fire pit primo uh also those new tall uh propane heaters too that you see yeah at bars, those are clutch. those are coming in homes too uh or coming to yeah on patios as well the solo stoves have yeah you seen those no oh
1: well you're about to get Instagram added for okay. them. So
0: get ready for that. Damn it. Uh pizza oven or brick oven outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the sweet. brick oven or like a fireplace. hmm Like a real Those fireplace. Cool. Those look sweet. Um a built-in. oh, well, we talked about built in yeah, coolers. I, a or, fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then bouncy
1: you, chairs. I like the bouncy chairs. Yeah.
0: Or a little uh uh, easy swing. What do you call those? Yeah. A glider. 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 Those are nice too. So mm-hmm. uh, get your patio decked out. Let's do season. it. Let's go. Uh, that's it for us this week. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to vote for us. Best local pod. Be ready for a giveaway on social media at @stateyourline, State Your Line. com, And we'll see you around Kansas City.